Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo industry for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts, and I'm joined today by our Associate Editor, Jeff Lee. This is the weekly wrap of what's happening in the world of freighters and conversions. It's Friday, October 16th, 2020. Before getting into our discussion, I wanted to briefly thank our CargoFax subscribers and our sponsors, which include AEI, ATSG, Innovative Solutions and Support, C-Cubed Aerospace, IAI Aviation Group, Precision Aircraft Solutions, and U.S. Cargo Systems. Jeff, aircraft of all types and, and models are, are bought and sold, inducted for conversion, and redelivered as freighters all the time. You know, we, we typically see a, a variety of, of models and, 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 and frames, and it's rare to have one platform dominate the news cycle during a particular period. Uh, but this, this past week has really been one of those rare exceptions, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, recently we had, a, a, you know, we had a couple of weeks where it was mainly focused on the 767 and I think 737 and 800, but this past week has uh, really all been about the A321 freighter. Um, so we had the first precision frame taking flight for the first time, um, the first EFW frame uh, finally leaving its nest in Singapore, and we have uh, a new, the identity of, of the new operator. So it's been an interesting week, um, you know, why don't you just talk us through the, the first flight of the, the 321 Precision's aircraft? Yeah, no, uh, definitely. So obviously when, when launching a, a, new pro, uh, a new program, it's a very um, you know, in, in, invasive uh, process that involves um, structural modifications um, and continuous engineering throughout the, the process. Um, you know, so in, in some cases, you know, it takes one to one to two years. You have an aircraft um, that is, you know, in the hangar under undergoing conversion, um, and so once the the touch labor is is finished and uh, you know, car uh, floor beams have been reinforced, uh, cargo loading system is in place, large cargo doors in place, and everything's ready to go. Actually, getting that aircraft back up into the air is uh, something of a of a milestone, you know, and it's. Um, <laughs> I think the closest thing that I've I've come to experiencing uh, in recent months was uh, when lockdowns were uh, most severe. Um, I didn't drive my car for a few weeks, and I went outside to discover that the the battery had had uh, died. And you can imagine an aircraft is far more complicated than a than an automobile, and um, so certainly ensuring that. Um, parts and systems are are oiled and ready to go uh, is quite uh, quite a feat um, it indicates that systems are are functional uh, and that you know many of the uh, conformity packages that are, are being sent to um, the FAA the regulator that um, ultimately issue 321 precision conversions is first uh, STC um, that those are those are uh, nearing completion and, and ready to be submitted, and so this aircraft, uh, this this conversion is really on the, the uh, on a short path to certification. Yeah, um, 
how yes. soon can we expect that final uh, seal of approval of the STC from, from the FAA? That's a good question. I wish I could uh, I could speak on behalf of the FAA. I, I certainly can't. Um, you know, we have a number of historical parallels. Um, as you mentioned, EFW has uh, an E321 uh, passenger to freighter conversion program of its own. If we look at that program, um, we saw that it took its first flight in January of this year and then was awarded an EASA STC about a month later. Um, much will depend on the responsiveness of the, the FAA, of course, um, but with the, um, the, the cargo loading system in, in place um, and the, the conversion more or less complete, it's certainly possible that we could see an STC awarded by um, before the end of the year. Um, you know, and that's that's exciting. Um, it's a it's certainly a strong year for for freighters. Uh, deliveries will will follow soon after uh, redeliveries, I should say, will follow soon after uh, the STC is issued. You know, speaking of redeliveries, and you mentioned that the A three twenty one that EFW has converted left its nest in in Singapore. Where are we at with that conformity aircraft? Um, Valair, which is incidentally the, the launch customer for both, uh, both programs, actually they transferred the title to, to Qantas last week, um, but the aircraft didn't leave Singapore until a few days ago and we now know that it has landed in, in Australia. Um, and we know that Qantas expects to, to start flying this aircraft um, later this month, uh, possibly, uh, flying for Australia Post. Um, and with EFW, their second frame is also nearing redelivery, um, and that will be to BBAM, who is then leasing it to Titan Airways in, in the UK. Um, and Titan told us that they're expecting it uh, later this month. Um, and they actually have a second one um, coming from BBAM uh, by the nearer the end of the year, December. So it's things are really starting to, you know, get moving on on uh, many fronts. Yeah, to to think that we're we're in a place where we could have uh, an A three twenty one freighter operating in in uh, revenue service uh, by the end of the year. That's um, uh, that's right around the corner, um, you know. So, assuming three G one precision conversions does, um, you know, receive its SEC in the near future, deliveries, um, you know, are, are far behind. Um, what do what do the delivery plans for for the maiden A three twenty one two hundred PCF look like? This is very interesting. We now know um, who the first precision aircraft will be will be joining um, and that's SmartThinks Airlines, a, um, a group of airlines that headquartered in, in Latvia um, that is focused on the ACMI and charter passenger segment um, now at least um, with a fleet of A320 family aircraft um, and we now know that they plan to replace two, um, at least two A321 freighters um, with their division in Malta. Um, 
And these two frames will be from, both will be from Valais, but interestingly, one is this first uh, precision aircraft and the second one is actually a frame that EFW will be uh, inducting for conversion in Guangzhou uh, next month. So it's, yeah, it's interesting that they took this uh, approach of choosing one from each SDC program. Yeah, that, that is, that is quite interesting. Um, you know, obviously with uh, many of the uh, P2F programs, uh, there are multiple um, conversion houses or OEMs developing SDCs and the, um, you know, the, the differences uh, between those, those, um, those various SDCs, um, you know, vary from, from program to program. Uh, you know, what is it? And obviously we'll, we'll learn more as, as these aircraft enter service and, and we um, we'll see some of the operational characteristics really um, start to prove themselves. But, um, you know, what do you see as the key differences between the, the two SDCs? For the, for the most part, they're pretty similar, but one major difference is, of course, that um, EFW opted to move the, the door uh, further towards the front, towards the cockpit, um, to allow for 14 full height pallets um, on the main deck, whereas Precision kept that door in place, um, and by doing so, they made space for a, uh, a crew galley and a full-size bathroom. Um, the other thing is that they both, they each have different um, cargo loading systems. So the EFW A321 P2F has an anchor system, whereas the 321 Precision's, um, yeah, the 321 Precision Conversions aircraft um, has a tailor um, loading system, which allows for various uh, different layouts. Um, and SmartLinks told us that they're trying both versions out just to, to be able to have that flexibility um, and to let their customers choose uh, according to their own requirements. So yeah, they, we know that they will be uh, operating on behalf of a major freight forwarder. Um, and you know, we have our guesses as to who that might be, but overall, I think once um, these A321 freighters start flying and start entering service, we will see further interest in, in this platform from, uh, from both carriers and lessors. So we should be, you know, expecting more, more announcements on that front um, pretty soon, I, I think. Certainly, um, you know, as, as these new freighter, uh, new, new freighter programs, um, complete their conformity aircrafts, uh, receive their SDCs, and um, actually start re-delivering aircraft. Um, I, I agree that we'll, we'll see, um, see some new orders, um, not to mention the, the current feedstock situation, given the number of, of grounded narrow bodies we see. Um, so when we look back at this week, it was really uh, an A321 intensive week. Jeff, what's in store for next week? Um, we will obviously continue to, to uh, follow operators that are considering or, or even, you know, actually about to launch freighter operations. 
um, and we will be taking a closer look at the turboprop and regional um, freighter fleet for for a feature that will that we have planned for our next issue of Cargo Packs. Sounds like a, a busy week and of course, uh, you and I and the rest of the CargoFax team are, are getting ready for the virtual CargoFax Symposium, which somehow is right around the corner. Um, we'll be presenting it this year as a completely virtual event, uh, October 27th through 28th. Uh, so if you're not already registered, um, you know, check it out. Uh, more information is available at CargoFaxSymposium.com. Yeah, should be an interesting uh discussion and you know despite the the different dynamic it should still be a a, uh, a fruitful event yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it and we have a great speaker lineup and yeah, i look forward to catching up with um many colleagues in the industry I, who i haven't seen uh, for months now so that um that does it for today thank you everyone for for joining us and for the latest updates, or to check out the Freighter Aircraft Transaction database, visit cargofax.com.